Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Welcome to Mommy Las Vegas for Ghost Ghost with myself, Greg Ibs Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you guys. We're going to be keeping this one to two parts. Did not see a lot of player movement happen on Monday. We didn't get one move that I'll get you in a minute, but in segment number two, we're going to be joined by one of our favorites. That would be Kai McKeon. He does tremendous work over at the Three Man Weave. I know that. The three-man weave, the field of 68, each XCBB, they're all working hard on the almanac to get you set for the upcoming college basketball season. He's going to relay to me a Missouri Valley Conference team or two that he's doing that conference that he's looking at and he's feeling rather bullish on. We're going to be diving in on really the lay of the land of the SEC out. I personally feel like this is an SEC that is very deep, but they don't necessarily have that one true Final Four contender. I know that some might disagree with Kentucky. I don't know if I'd necessarily put them in that vein, so we're going to dive in there. We're going to be taking a look at the outlook for Memphis as they have been making a lot of player moves over this offseason. They traded in to Folly Leonard, who decided to go pro for Jaquan Walton a few days ago. So we're going to be taking a look at them, and we're going to be taking a look at really the entirety of the American as well as it's a very much new look conference as well with the addition of pretty much half of Conference USA after they've lost quite a few teams to the Big 12 as well. So we're going to be diving in on that front as well. And also something that we're going to be identifying as well as how to gauge these foreign tours as we are seeing a lot of teams that they are abroad, they are playing against teams like in Czechoslovakia and places like that. So we're going to be diving in just how to really get a good gauge as to these teams, how to take in these results, what to be looking for on that front. That is going to be coming up in segment number two. If you ever do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we are further in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at GN underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way, that's fine, an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And I really appreciate those questions, comments, segment ideas, what have you. Now, because we are starting to run out of a lot of player movement, as we did see one move made by Temple, Go Owls for them as they bring in Sam Hoffman. He was playing over at Houston Christian. 
this last season. He is transfer number five that is going to be coming in for the program. And he had himself an okay season last year. Very versatile guy, six half points, six boards, six foot five. A little bit of a combo player that in two seasons at Easton Christian shot about 36.5% from three-point range. Certainly not a guy that I see being a starter for Temple or anything like that, but I do think that Temple, with a little bit of a regime change, they've been able to bring in some nice versatility. Steve Settle, the third, he's going to be coming in from Howard. We were talking about this with our good friend Mid-Major Matt on the podcast yesterday. Saints right around 6'9", 6'10". He's able to bury some threes for you. Matteo Piccarelli, he's someone that I like coming in from UMBC. And then they do bring back some of the guys from last year as well. You obviously are not going to be having those two guards and... Kayleaf Battle, along with Damian Dunn, they were able to light it up. But Heisler Miller, he's going to be coming back after he was able to give the team right around four assists per contest. So that is going to be a nice building block for this team as well. So we shall see what we're going to be able to get from Temple in the American this season. The American is going to be of intrigue, especially with what Memphis is doing. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the SEC, foreign tours, and so much more with Kai McKeon of the three-man weave. On the flip side, here on Coast to Coast Heaps with myself, Craig Peterson, now a part of the Family Podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show slash podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp and over at BetterHelp, they're helping you try to be able to ease up on your life a little bit more because I'm sure that you, much like myself, wish you had a little bit more time on your hands, whether that be to pursue a hobby. I myself could use a little bit of sleep as I've been handicapping about like 300 games a week and you're not able to get a lot of sleep when you're working that much, so hopefully you appreciate it on this podcast. But that said, therapy can be exactly what you need to be able to get a little bit more time on your hands to pursue exactly what you love. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Learn what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Coast today. That's C-O-A-S-T to be able to get 10% off through your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Coast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. Las Vegas for Guess Guess Eats with myself, Greg Eves Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. It is always great to be joined by this man, Kai McKeon. He does absolutely tremendous work over at the Three Man Weave, which you're able to find on, I can't believe I'm saying it, X at the number 3MW underscore CBB. Kai does an absolutely tremendous job taking a look at the game of basketball. He's out there in the Midwest. I know that he, along with Jim and Matt, they contribute over at the Field of 68 Action Network. They're going to be doing a tremendous job with the Almanac, which is a great preseason resource to be able to get you set for the upcoming college basketball season. And Kai's handle on, I'm sure, X threads. You go down the list. It is at KY underscore the number 3MW. And Kai, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. I appreciate you. And we did our best to keep everything straight. It's very strange saying X instead of Twitter. So there's that aspect of it. And what is something that is not strange is seeing a lot of movement with regards to Memphis. As Memphis, they have been a turnstile in terms of a lot of players coming in and out. We saw last week with Jaquan Walton essentially being a replacement for Tafali Leonard, who decided that he is going to be starting up his pro career. Right now, there's a few moving parts with regards to this Memphis team as DeAndre Williams has yet to get his waiver and he'd be returning as, I think he'd be 27 years old coming back to play college basketball. What I know is that he's old enough to be able to get the team's rental car. So that tells you right there, he's been in college for quite a while. But what do you make out of this Memphis team? Because I do take a look on paper, especially bringing in Javon Quinterly a few weeks ago and the talent is there, but with so many moving parts, I do fear that chemistry could be a bit of an issue for this team, especially early on. Yeah, absolutely. That's the worry. And I'm not sure we've really seen Penny with 
a team solely made up of transfers. We've seen him bring in some good players for sure, but we, you know we've seen him do the five-star route from high school. We've seen him bring back players and develop within the program, but this feels like the first kind of year that he's relying solely on transfers. I think only his kid, besides DeAndre Williams maybe, is back from last year. So it is going to be a bit of an exercise in chemistry. And, of course, we don't know if all these guys are going to be eligible, especially Jaquan Walton, who I think still needs a waiver to play. And, of course, the NCAA has not given us any inkling about what they're going to do with waivers, and it's July 31st, unfortunately. And I think that that's a good note that you do want to bring up. How much are you taking a look at some of these players that may slash may not be receiving waivers? Because, I mean, in past years, you could just pretty much pencil in, oh, everyone is going to be eligible except for, like, Honderhoff was like the only guy in college basketball last year that got the short end of the sick. It's going to be nice to see him out there for Chattanooga for this upcoming season. But how much are you monitoring that situation? And do you have any inkling as to what's going to happen? And don't worry if you don't have a good answer, because I don't think anyone knows what the NCAA is going to do. And if you do, I salute you. But I do think that that is something that is very important to monitor. And at this point, with our research, that is something that is a missing piece of it. Exactly. I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not sure the NCAA does, and it's ridiculous <laughs> that we can't get a straight answer from them. So it's going to be a constant guessing game, and I think most transfers out there and probably coaches expect these guys to be eligible. So it's going to have a major impact on certain teams that don't have the grad transfers or the first-time transfer. It could swing teams' projections quite a bit. I'm just kind of assuming everyone's eligible until I'm told they aren't, but I just feel like it's not going to be the case. Yeah, I am right there with you. I am sort of doing the same thing, and I know that you're doing write-ups with regards to the Almanac. I'm doing my conference preview podcast. I do some write-ups for VEASAN as well. Those are a 12-month-of-the-year process for myself as well, so we're sort of in the same boat on that one. It does stink that we really can't get a straight answer, but as what we deal with with regards to the NCAA. As joining me on the show, we do have Kai McKee, and he does tremendous work over at the Three Man Weave. And as we know with Memphis, they're in very much a new-look American. This is pretty much a 50% cross between the American and Conference USA from last season. And how do you anticipate the American going? Because I think that it's very fair to say that Florian Atlantic should be coming in that number one team this year, based on what they were able to do a season ago. It's a new look conference for them, but all in all, when you bring back a large core from a team that was in the Final Four last season, really the only player that's not returning is Michael Forrest. That should put you towards the top, but teams like UAB, teams like North Texas, they're very interesting, along with perhaps even a team like a Temple that they hire on a new coach, and I think that there's a lot of intrigue in general with regards to this conference. Yeah, definitely a lot of intrigue. I, I wish these Conference USA teams were in the league last year because it would have been a lot more fun from a on-court perspective with North Texas you know, losing Grant McCaslin, losing Tyler Perry this offseason. They're probably a little bit down from last year. UAB lost Jordan Walker. They're probably down. Charlotte lost their coach and a couple key players. So these teams aren't quite as strong as last season. But, yeah, you still have FAU coming in. They're going to be a great addition. It's a shame this league lost Houston and Cincinnati, two really good programs, UCF as well. But I think it's FAU. I think it's Memphis. From there, I think it's kind of choose your own adventure at this point. Yeah, and I do think that Tulane is going to be a very interesting yeah. team as well, a team that they certainly play up-tempo. Can they play a little bit more defense, and can they replace some of the guys that they lost in the two Jalens from last season as well? As joining me on the show, we do have Kai McKee, and he does absolutely tremendous work over at the three-man weave and. No doubt about it. The American, they are going to be a very intriguing conference. And 
I think that the SEC is really going to be interesting as well because I've been saying this on the podcast quite a bit. I take a look at the SEC, and I know that a lot of people are getting excited about Kentucky, but I can't necessarily put them in necessarily the Final Four talk as of right now. I do feel a little bit better about Kentucky after what I saw at the Global Jam. I do like that. It appears as though they've got more three-point shooting than they've had in past years, but I don't necessarily have them as a Final Four team, but I look at this conference almost the way that I did the Big Ten from the last few seasons, in which you're going to have plenty of teams in the top 25. You've got a lot of teams that I think can easily make the NCAA tournament. I just don't necessarily think that there's that just sheer number one team. Like, I'm bullish on very much Auburn. I think that bringing back G&I Broom and company is good for them. Tennessee, I think, is going to be just one of those perennial top 15, top 20 teams. I think Alabama has made some nice moves as well, and they obviously Kentucky, just with the talent that they've got, they're going to be there. How do you view both Kentucky and the SEC? Because, I mean, I just laid it out. I think that you've got a very strong conference, but not necessarily one with that clear Final Four team. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that right now. Kentucky will be fine. I would agree with you. Probably not a top five team in my eyes right now. I think people maybe overestimate the Trey Mitchell get just a little bit, um, kind of like they did when he went to Texas many moons ago. Reeves, getting him back is great, of course, but again, he's a good player, not a great player. And it's all freshmen, and that's hit or miss. Obviously, very good freshmen. I think they will be a top 15-ish team for me. But yeah, at this point, I wouldn't call them national title contenders. I think a is really good. I think Tennessee is probably my, my pick right now in the SEC, actually. With Tennessee, you know that the defense is going to be there. Always has been a question of whether or not Rick Barnes is going to be able to get the job done in March. And certainly I think that he's going to have another March to be able to prove that he can slash cannot. But I'm right there with you with Tennessee. They always do a nice job of being able to bear down with their defense. And how much do you take a look at some of the transfers with regards to them maybe trying to rectify some of the issues that they did have? last season because I do take a look at Tennessee where you were laying out bringing in Dalton Connect. I think that that is big as he was able to put up some nice numbers over at Northern Colorado. He's a nice three-point shooter. Mississippi State last year was completely abysmal from three-point range. They bring in someone like an Andrew Taylor, Auburn. They bring in Denver Jones. And I think the SEC has done a good job of being able to address the issue that they had last year in that Pretty much nobody in the conference was able to shoot threes. Yeah, it was one of the worst three-point shooting conferences. It was the worst, actually, I think, <laughs> in the country. <laughs> but, yeah, I agreed. And Mississippi State, I think, on their overseas trip, I forgot what they're playing in, but they had 18 threes <laughs> in the game overseas recently. So that's got to make some Miss State fans excited. Yeah, Connect, fantastic get for Tennessee. Fills a need that they had right away. Auburn, you're right, gets shooting. So, yeah, it's nice seeing these good coaches, SEC has great coaches, in my opinion, actually address their needs. It's a sign that they actually know what they're doing. And hopefully we'll see a little bit less rock fights this season in the conference. A good point by you bringing up the great coaching in the SEC as well, because I still remember it was the 2015-16 season. I was just out of college. I was covering Vanderbilt for the official flagship station of the Vanderbilt Commodores. And I mean, the coaching Back from when I was in Tennessee that year to now, it is leaps and bounds better. So I do think that the SEC has done a great job of sticking more resources into college basketball, and that has led to them getting more and more teams into the NCAA tournament. As Kai McKeon, who does tremendous work over at the three-man weave, is joining me on Coast to Coast Hoops. And Kai, I know that you were just mentioning the fact that Mississippi State, they did can a bunch of threes and won their foreign trip games. And I mean, a lot of people, they are buzzing about what Kentucky was able to do in the Global Jam. 
we are seeing a lot of these teams with foreign trips. I believe that due to COVID and due to some of them being delayed, that this is like a record amount of foreign trips this season. What are you looking for in these foreign trips and how much stock do you put into them? Because I do think that it is important to be paying attention to some of these foreign trips. And I personally give a little bit of a boost up just because it's added practices, it's added chemistry as compared to if you don't have a foreign trip. But what I don't do is I'm not going to be someone like, oh, Mississippi State knocked off Zimbabwe or something like that by 15 points, stock up, stock down there. I think that's more important just taking a look at how the offense is being run, some of the rotations, things like that, rather than the final score against insert your favorite country here. Right, exactly. It's kind of like overreacting to preseason games. You know, we've seen teams lose to no-name teams in the preseason and end up making the tournament. I think Syracuse has done that once or twice. They lost to LeMoyne, the new D1 team, like 10 years ago, and then they made the Final Four. There you go. It doesn't mean much early on. Now, I do tend to agree with you. You would think that these teams taking the foreign trips have a bit of a leg up on teams that don't just because they can get on the court and be in that real game setting especially it's, it's beneficial for teams suffering a lot of turnover i know i've talked to a few coaches this offseason who say you know the foreign trip is a perfect timing for their team just based on how much turnover they had and how many guys are bringing in from the portal so from that standpoint from a chemistry standpoint i think it's fantastic i have no hard data to back it up but you would think it would give them a bit of an edge yep i'm right there with you and Trying to find her data on something like that is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can get like one of our crack statisticians, like an Evan Mia Cow or someone like that, to be able to do a little bit of a research project there because I would love to see the data myself. But I do find a little bit of a correlation between these teams that they are able to get just, in general, extra practices with being able to go overseas. They get lathered up to be able to play a few more meaningful games in this period of like July, August. I do think that that should be able to give them a little bit of a leg up. I'm just not sure how much of a leg up it is as well. And I do think that it is very critical, especially for these teams with a little bit more turnover, because I do think that there could be a sliding scale with this as well. Much like we go into the season and teams with a bit more chemistry coming back, a lot of juniors and seniors, we give them a little bit of a nudge up. I feel like the overall boost that we give a team for being able to get in these extra reps should maybe vary a little bit if you've got like a Missouri Valley team, for instance, that have like seven seniors coming back as opposed to, say, Kentucky, because I feel like these reps are much more meaningful for a school like Kentucky that bring in a whole bunch of freshmen rather than that Missouri Valley Conference team in which everyone's been playing with each other for like three to four years already. Yeah, definitely. I think it definitely benefits the teams facing turnover, teams of the freshmen, And it gives you a chance to actually see these guys in action if you're a head coach and maybe help you with your rotations early on. I know a lot of coaches struggle. You'll see that a lot. Maybe Memphis even struggles this year doing this, figuring out rotations because they feel like they need to give guys, you know, equal chances to earn playing time. And that can kind of mess with chemistry. It can mess with winning early on in the year because you're trying to play 10, 11 guys. And that's just not a good way to flow for most teams. So if you can whittle it down earlier in the year before the real season actually starts, I think that's pretty beneficial. So those teams probably have the most to gain from these type of trips. Such a good point made by you as Kai McKeon, who does tremendous work over at the Three Man Weave, is joining me on Coast Coast Hoops. And Kai, I know you're also doing tremendous work getting set for the upcoming season with the Almanac. That's what you guys over at the Three Man Weave, Heat Check, CBB, Field of 68 are all doing. I know that so many of you guys take various conferences, and I know that you're very hard at work on that. I don't want you to give away all the trade secrets here or anything like that, but in your research over the last few weeks, has there been 
maybe a team or two that you've been taking a look at and you're thinking, man, now that I've been able to do a little bit more of a deep dive on them, I'm either feeling a little bit more bullish or a little bit more bearish on them? Wow, that's a good question. Certainly across the board, I've found teams like that. Today, you know, I was writing up some Valley teams and I think Northern Iowa is going to have a fantastic team this season. And, and maybe that's a bit obvious just, just given how much they bring back this year. But I really liked my conversation with Coach Jacobson I really like the guys he has coming back. They were forced to play a lot of freshmen last season because they had an early season injury to one of their best guards. Their center, Austin Fife, was never able to play due to long COVID. So they got guys with experience as freshmen coming back, and they have a star player in Bowen Bourne. So I think you and I set up for success in the Valley this year. Would not shock me if they won the league. With Missouri, with the Missouri Valley Conference, I think that that's going to be an interesting league. And frankly enough, I did my Missouri Valley Conference preview a few weeks ago, and I had Northern Iowa in my top three. So I'm in lockstep with you. And a little bit of a follow-up question there with them is, I've noticed in recent years Northern Iowa has played a little bit more up-tempo. Do you anticipate that we're going to see the same tempo from Northern Iowa for this upcoming season as we've seen in the past We're going to call it two to three years. Or do you think we might see them get back to when they were really at their heyday, like eight to ten years ago when they were like a bottom 25, bottom 30 team in terms of possessions per game? Because I have noticed with Northern Iowa, when they cranked up the tempo a little bit, it's actually been a little bit more to their detriment. Yeah, it's a good question. I would assume we continue seeing the same tempo we've seen the last three years. It seems like he's kind of made the shift towards it. And I think the amount of depth they have this season really plays into that more. You could probably argue last year they should have slowed it down from that perspective since they didn't have a lot of depth due to injuries. But, I mean, this year they are 10 deep. And if you are deep, you should probably try to push the tempo a little bit. But you never know. He, he might go back to his old ways. A lot of that depends, of course, on you know opposing teams. If the Valley is getting faster, you know, Northern Iowa's overall tempo might increase. If it goes slower, they, it might go slower as well. But I would anticipate it staying kind of closer to the last three years than it was before. Welcoming in Indiana State and their coach in Josh Shirts has cranked up the tempo a little bit. Belmont, as we know, they're no slug either. So such a good point made by you. And with Northern Iowa, they're a team that I'm also bullish on. So I'm glad that you brought them up. And Kai, I know that that's a little bit of a taste as to what people are going to be able to get out of the almanac from you. I know that you're taking a few different conferences. All three of you guys over there at the three-man weave, you, Jim, and Matt are doing absolutely tremendous work. So love to get people at home. Know it's all on tap for you and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms. Yep, we are at 3MW underscore CVB on Twitter slash X. You can find all our information on there along with our podcast, which is going live on YouTube every single week. We have a YouTube channel on there called 3 Man Weave. Just check us out there. I wonder how long it's going to be before we ever stop calling Twitter X or anything like that. I am so confused by that. So I'm right there with you there. And Kai, I know, is doing an absolutely incredible job taking a look at the game of college basketball. And I truly mean it when I say it. The Almanac is one of the best resources for getting stuff for the college basketball season. Kai is going to be playing a big hand in that. And always do appreciate the time of Kai on this podcast. Big thanks to Kai McKeon for joining me right here on Coast to Coast Hoops, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. If you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you're podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters M, 
Maybe it does not matter. So as per usual, please send these into the timeline. The other way, that is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via the five-star review. Sure, as you guys can tell, we're starting to run out of college basketball news with regards to player movement. Hopefully, we should be getting into more practices, more things that we're able to see with regards to on-court. So, we're going to be relaying that information once we do have a little bit more that is happening out there on the court. And as you can tell, conference previews, they're starting to come in hot and heavy as well. So, I will be with you guys every single day. Regular season, off season, what have you. We're going to get set for the upcoming season. And once we get our games back, picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So appreciate you guys tuning in today. And I'll chat at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can be all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you and you're able to learn more over at BetterHelp.com. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com.